Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. Okay, Michaela Skinner, Gymnastics, United States. Arizona, or did I say United States? Or... Can I just go whenever? I literally can't talk, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I'm jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Village, one of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. We'll have unfiltered conversations with Olympic athletes from the ground about the daily experiences that make up a majority of the athlete life at the Games. After all, it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. You can hear us in the headphones, okay? Yes. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. Okay, Michaela, what is it like to make it to the Olympic Village on your third attempt? It has just seriously been a dream come true to even think that after everything I've been through that I've been able to work through it and be able to just go up at Olympic trials and nail my routines and make it to the Olympic Games. So I think just being here and having this experience has been so rewarding. Yeah, Michaela, you fought through a lot over the past year, whether it was injury, illness, even age. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about what it took to get to the Olympic Games, especially over the past year? Um, definitely not the year I wanted after the Olympic Games were um, first postponed. I was a little upset about it. Um, didn't really know if I wanted to do gymnastics anymore. I kind of was like over it at that point. Um, but I knew that I had already, you know, worked so hard for this and, you know, left college to do this. So I was like, you know what, if I've come this far, I can't give up now. So, um, you know, kind of having that extra year, I was like, well, maybe it will be good to, you know, work on some things, maybe get some upgrades. And then, of course, my foot that kind of was bugging me my junior year um, got really aggravated and, kind of got worse and then it just kind of kept getting worse so we finally went to the doctor found out I had that bone spur that's rubbing up against the Achilles um, maybe thought of doing surgery but decided not to so we got the PRP injection and was just trying to calm down the inflammation and just you know being able to make it last up to the Olympic Games um, so that kind of was a setback and then right when I started to come back from that I got hit with COVID and was you know super sick for two weeks and then tried coming back into the gym and then got pneumonia. So I was out for, you know, three weeks to a month, which was not ideal. But, um, you know, I just was taking it one day at a time and was just, you know, seeing if I, you know, could still do this and having the support from my coaches and my family, um, I think really, really helped. And just being able to, you know, show them that I never gave up and was able to come this far is seriously just uh, icing on the cake for me. So that was really cool. And now I'm here at the Olympic Games, so. Michaela, what kind of treatments are available for you in the Olympic Village, especially with all of the things that you've been through? Is there something special that is available to you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I feel like I get royal treatment a little bit. <laughs> um, I've had several different therapists, and I go to therapy at least twice a week, uh, maybe even more than that. So, and I go to a trainer on top of that twice a week as well, just to, you know, strengthen different areas that I don't really get to do, you know, with gymnastics conditioning. So, um, just really trying to keep maintenance on everything and trying to stay strong. Um, but yeah, lots and lots of therapy, shockwave um, therapy, which was not fun. 
um, just a lot of brutal stuff. But I mean, hey, it's helped me get to where I am. So I'm so grateful for everyone back at home that was able to help me get to where I am and kept my body going strong. So what are some of the things that you do on Team USA that you think separates yourselves from Mm -hmm. the rest of the world? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, I feel like experience um, definitely helps with everything. Um, You know, Simone and I had that, um, or we had MARTA, so I feel like that definitely helped us um, to work hard and to keep pushing through it, even when it gets tough. So it's kind of been our role to help the younger ones be able to do the same thing now that we don't have MARTA anymore. It's not as strict, but we do do a lot of number of routines. Um, If you were able to go into the back gyms when we're training here and stuff, a lot of the teams don't come to all the trainings. They don't really do routines, and you can tell it definitely shows you know, in the competition. So I think we're just really mentally and physically prepared. And we know that we can go in and hit those routines because we hit them every day. And we do, you know, we always do a show set. So usually the second routine up is a show set. So we're always showing and then all the other countries are sitting in there watching us and just watching how we train because it is hard. It is a lot, but it does prepare us and get us ready to be able to go out there and do the job when we need to. Do you think there's a kind of a natural intimidation factor where after you nail a routine and you kind of look at all the other countries watching you nail it, do you think that they feel that and they see that and it's kind of like, yeah, we know we just crushed that. That was really good. I mean, I feel like a little bit. I feel we don't necessarily show it, but we definitely feel it on the inside. But I think it is really cool just to see all the other countries, you know, kind of fantasize over us and wishing they could be like us. So I think that's really cool to be that role model for them. Um, And, you know, I feel like sometimes we kind of get the stares a little bit. Um, I feel like they try to, you know, try to get in our heads a little bit like they could beat us. But we kind of know that we just got to stay focused and do the job. Yeah. So, Michaela, now that you are done competing, you kind of turn into a full time cheerleader. How are you grappling with that right now in your head? Yes. Um, I mean, it is a little bit hard just because I know that everything, you know, is over for me at this point. So I won't be competing anymore. But, um, you know, the team still needs some support, especially since there is no fans. Um, So I think for me, it's just being able to go out there and cheer for them tomorrow, try to be as loud as I can, help them get through it, because I know it does get exhausting. And, you know, we are tired. So um, I just want to be able to be that support system for them. So I'm excited that I'll be able to be here for team finals. I wish we could be down on the floor to support, but we'll be sitting up there and um, I'm just excited to watch them succeed. And, you know, I wish the best for everybody. All right. So I have to ask, are these your last Olympic games? (laughs) Um, I get a lot of jokes a lot about coming back for 2024, right? 2024. But, um, I don't see that in my future. We'll see Lisa, my coach, jokes and was like, well, how about after a couple kids you can make a comeback? And I'm like, I don't think I can do that. I mean, my, I probably could, but do I really want to? Probably not. So, I mean, you never know. I guess you can never say never. But um, at this point, I really just want to enjoy life and get to do things I've never gotten to do. And, you know, with being married, it's going to be really fun to be able to travel and do stuff and go on hikes and just really, really enjoy it. So I'm excited for that. Talking about your husband, how have you been able to keep in touch with him, especially with that massive time difference of almost opposite times of day from Tokyo to the United States? Yeah. So he, so when it's like 12 o'clock here, it's actually only like 11 o'clock. So it just changes kind of by the hour for us. So I know when it's 12 o'clock p.m. here, it's, you know, 11 o'clock a.m. there. 
he's in Washington, D.C. right now for work. So I feel like that the time change there works really good for here. Um, so we usually, you know, kind of I talk to him in the morning and at night. So I've been able to talk to him a couple of times throughout the day. So that's really nice. Um, so it's actually been really good. It hasn't been too hard to miss him. So. so are there any inside jokes within the gymnastics team that we just need to know about and hear about? Um, I mean, one thing is, you know, because I have four suitcases because I brought two and we got two. So apparently I'm not a very good packer. So we have really tiny rooms here. So that hasn't been super fun. So that's kind of been a joke around here. But nothing. I can't really think of anything that stands out to me right now. Okay, thank you, Overpacking, Michaela. It was so nice to meet you, and thank you so much for coming on. Of course, thank you, nice to meet you. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit. Follow In the Village Now on Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to catch every moment of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. 